Our service will begin in just a few moments, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. For the month of August, we're doing this wonderful healing series, The Heart of Healing, and we're looking at the power of the practices of healing. We're looking at love. We're looking at imagination. We are looking at the power of healing that Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, has taught. Myrtle says it is really important to pray, of course, but also we must use these practices as well to facilitate our healing, knowing that the master healer lives within. So we're just grateful you're with us today. We look forward to your presence here on virtually with us today, and know that you will have a wonderful experience. Our music today is outstanding. We're so blessed to have such a wonderful music department. So let's go in and really enjoy the service. And follow me, let's go.
Good morning and welcome. We welcome you to our live stream today. We live stream our Sunday service every Sunday at 9.30 Central Time. Our archive services are available anytime you want to uh, check them out on our website, unityminneapolis.org. And so some announcements this morning. First, our book drive for Noble Elementary students continues through September 4th. Uh, new books may be left in the Unity bus parked out in front on Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. There is a book list on our website if you'd like to check that list out and see what, which of those you might want to purchase. Monetary donations are also welcome, and then we will uh, purchase books at that point. It's easy to give on our website. Please use the Book Drive Fund notation. Today at 1045 Central, you're invited to attend an important town hall meeting, of course, via Zoom. Uh, learn more about the decisions and the planning for reopening our building. The current financial report for our spiritual community will also be presented, and you can find that Zoom link on our website or probably a showing uh, on a banner here at the end of the service. Other events this week include Thursday morning at 10.30, the minister's book group with Reverend Jeanette, and she's doing Myrtle's Healing Letters. And on Thursday evening at 7, Karen Oney continues the study of the Four Agreements. And on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m., uh, we'll have the third of four classes um, based on the book White Like Me that I'll be facilitating. Um, on Saturday at 7 p.m., um, Nia Claire will be um, facilitating her divine messages. Next Sunday at 11 a.m., Marie and John Pettingill will present the second part of the Healing Goddess workshops. Experience the Healing Goddess uh, covering methods used to access the energy of the Healing Goddesses in various cultures. This will be experiential, and you will not want to miss it. All of the Zoom events are easily accessed by going to zoom.us, click on join the meeting, and then enter the meeting ID number that you found on our website. Learn more about all of our upcoming events and activities on that website or on our Facebook page or in Peak of the Week, our e-newsletter. You can always contact the church through email or voicemail. And now... I'll turn things over to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. This morning, we are praying with those in our spiritual community that have requested our prayers. And each one of these prayer requests came from someone in our spiritual community. So I invite you to join me in prayer. This morning, we pray with those that have recently lost loved ones. We pray with those dealing with COVID-19 we pray with their families. We pray with the doctors, the medical team. We pray with those that are not able to be with their loved ones because of COVID-19. We pray with those in isolation and quarantine. We pray with those dealing with cancer and their families. We pray with those with Alzheimer's and their families and caregivers. We pray with those in physical pain. We pray with those dealing with depression and their caregivers. We pray with those that are lonely. We pray with those that are seeking a partner, a husband, a wife. We pray with those who are afraid, fearful. 
We pray with those that are ill and with their medical teams and families. We pray with those that are unemployed or underemployed, looking for work. We pray with those that are in abusive relationships. We pray with those that are active in their addictions and those in recovery. We pray with those that are doing their forgiveness work. We pray with those that have recently divorced and any children in that family. We pray with those that have been abandoned by their family and friends. We pray with those being held at the border in our country, especially families and children. We pray with those in prison and those that are in the process of rehabilitation. We pray with those who have been abused by the criminal justice system. We pray with those that have been denied their civil rights. We pray with those that are struggling with their faith. And we pray with those that are indeed fearful. So we take all of these prayer requests and we hold them in this consciousness of love, in this consciousness of prayer, giving thanks in advance for answered prayer. And this morning, we surrender again. We surrender to that infinite, invisible spirit within, knowing and giving thanks that we are guided and directed to do what is ours to do. And we do it with absolute great love. We give thanks that we're able to go forth and be the hands and the feet of the divine today, the voice of the divine. And for that, we are indeed grateful. So we just take a deep breath together. And as we exhale, we exhale any fear, any concern, and we bring ourselves to this time and this place full of gratitude, gratitude for life itself. And we say, thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
if I could just live those words all the time, if I could just remember that all the time, that God is my source. And so often I can look outside of myself for source. And we teach that God is our source. And there are many channels which God expresses through. And we are indeed grateful for that. For that. And we're grateful that you have joined us this morning. We're just so glad that you're with us. I know that you have many choices on Sunday morning. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today. One of our core values here is that of welcoming welcoming. So we welcome you. We bless you. We're glad you're with us. And one of our favorite taglines here, my dear friends, is that is wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you. We bless you. And we behold the living presence of God within you. And if you'd like to find out more about Unity Minneapolis, we invite you to check out our website at unityminneapolis.org. God bless you. Glad you're with us today. And now let's settle in for the reading of our daily word. Again, hello. I want to invite you now uh, to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box, um, as Reverend Pat so eloquently prayed this morning from our prayer box. Um, If you add your prayer. You can either mentally do it or submit it online uh, via our website. Those prayers are prayed for by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed for for an additional 30 days. And now, let us move more deeply into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. And the word for today is Sunday, August 16th is protected. We affirm, I shine my light and feel protected. Feelings of fear that creep into my life may conjure childhood memories of scary nighttime images and noises. As a child, I may have felt afraid of the dark or startled by unfamiliar sound. But the morning sun always dispelled the darkness and I realized that there was never anything to fear. I keep that knowledge alive as I let the divine presence within dissolve the darkness of fear and shine the light of comfort and safety. Now, when any darkness descends into my life, I remember the protecting love, presence, and power that is God expressing as me. As I attune more fully to my divine nature, light dawns within my consciousness and I realize that God's protection is always mine. And from Psalms chapter 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And the word for today is protected.
this joy and love and God work the healing presence in our body, let us step into a time of silence, a time of contemplation with our breath. I ask you to breathe with me for just a moment. Breathing in and letting go. And breathing in, I breathe in and I breathe out. And with each breath, step more closely to the knowing of oneness. Move closer to the oneness of your heart. Breathe and open, open, open. Open to that universal connection that binds us all together regardless of where we are and, and in what state we are in. And this morning I would ask you as you are stepping into that place of silence and prayer consciousness to let the words that I read this morning be your words. These words were written by Reverend Jane Beach. And they resonate with me, and I hope they will resonate with you at this time of meditative silence. In these days, I find time for self-reflection, a deepening of that question, what's truly important? My perspective is changing an immense gratitude for the ability to take a deep breath is balanced with a profound sadness for world suffering. It's easy to look around and see what's wrong. I'd much rather see what's right. What's right in myself, in others, and in the world. Priorities are shifting. Priorities are changing. Old paradigms are taking a back seat to acts of kindness, sharing of talents and resources, exchanging ideas, inventing ways to connect. Each day I find ways for hopelessness to be replaced by hope. While sheltering at home, I know this situation won't last forever. There will be a time when we'll be able to share a hug or enjoy a meal together. In the meantime, I pay attention to the atmosphere I create in my home and in my mind, doing my best to keep it positive. My thoughts today help create our world's thoughts tomorrow. It feels like all of humanity is in one big classroom invited to learn from this pandemic. May we individually and collectively stay open to the lessons, learn from them, and then act on what we've learned. May we practice letting go instead of hanging on too tightly to what used to be. Instead, May we consciously create a space for what is meant to be.
Something new is making itself known. And my prayer is to stay open to it. Take that into the silence for just a few minutes, please. My prayer is to stay open to it. My prayer is to stay open. This storm will pass. As the clouds give way to the light of the sun, I take the new me into the new day. And so we breathe into this moment and this time and this place. We give thanks. We say thank you, God. Amen. Something close but far away Is that home that I can't live in yet Somewhere in outer space And sometimes I barely miss it When I walk into the room The curtains are 
are still swaying and I feel the air move It's a whisper in my ear It's a shiver up my spine It's the gratitude I feel for all that's right It's a mystery Thank you. The music is outstanding for this series. It's always good, but the way you go about the preciseness of selecting exactly what needs to be selected is just wonderful. So thank you. And welcome three and day Brigette. I love that. The three and day Brigette. You know, <laughs> of course, the three that we know is, um, I was thinking, is it the Trinity and day Brigette? Maybe not. I don't know. But it's just great to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I... Um, Saturday morning was an interesting morning for me. I, had, I usually get up early, and that includes Saturday as well. And I, was in my med- I went to my meditation chair and did my readings, and as, as I usually do. And the sun was coming up, and, um, and I was not in a place of peace. I was in a really place of... Um, I was doing exactly what I've asked you not to do. Can you believe that? I was doing exactly what I asked you not to do. Our community has really had some challenges, as you can tell from our prayer request, that there are many people out there. And so I hold that, heart, I hold that in my heart, 
And I'm usually pretty good about holding it and then releasing it and letting it go. And on Saturday morning when I was, I, I just could not let it go. I couldn't let it go. And I was, I was in a tizzy, as my mother used to say. I was just in a tizzy. And so I knew that I had to change that. I knew I had to change it. And so what I did is what I often do is um, I went uh, to, I got up and I went online to a 12-step meeting. As you know, it's no secret that I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery, and so I go to these meetings whenever I, I go to them on a regular basis, to be quite honest with you, and usually it's every Saturday morning. And so I knew I needed to get to that meeting, even though I was not where I wanted to be. I was not in that place of um, being prepared for my talk. I was not in that place of let go of my, all the challenges I felt that we had in our community with the people that were experiencing so many things. And I went. And of course, each and every time I attend a 12-step meeting, I walk away with exactly what I need to hear, what I need to hear to put me back into that place of knowing that God's in charge and I'm not, that God's in charge and I'm not. And so I just want to share with you, those of you that are 12-steppers, you know this reading quite well. And those of you are not, then you might, you might learn from it. I don't know. But it's on page 449 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it reads, And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Didn't want to hear it, but I knew it was true. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, that place, that thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be in this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, whatever addiction you may have, whatever you want to let go of, fill in the blank. Could I accept my, I could not stay sober unless I accept life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. So I knew that for the beginning of this lesson, I had to talk about acceptance. And so what does that have to do with the, heal, with the healing process? What does that have to do with the healing process? We are so open about, let's deny it and then affirm it. But before we can affirm it, we have to know exactly where we are. We have to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge those things that we are going through as much as we do not want to acknowledge it. Regardless of whether it's a physical challenge, a relationship challenge, a financial challenge, whatever it must be, we have to acknowledge it. Now, I recently heard one of our leaders say, it is what it is. There's a difference between it is what it is and acceptance. Acceptance to me implies, my dear friends, that there is something for me to do. Acceptance means that there, I can change it in my life. 
That means if I'm experiencing a health challenge, the great physician does the work, but I also cooperate with the great physician. There is something for me to do in that health challenge as well. I used to have an, uh, work with an accountant, and he would say, <laughs> I would go up and I'd say, hey, what's the temperature? Well, he knew exactly what I was talking about. He knew I wasn't talking about the outside temperature. He knew that I was talking about, hey, how are we looking? How are we looking financially right now? And he would say to me, it is what it is. And that just went, oh, goodness. Because, again, acceptance of what it is means that we can transform it. We can transform it. We can do something different about our finances. The song that we sang today, that beautiful chant that we sang today, I love the story behind it. The story behind it is powerful. It was written by uh, Karen Drucker and her husband, John Hoy, I think is his name. And they had gone to visit someone in the hospital, as we all do. We go and we visit people. And if you know when you go in the hospital, there's this board that's right above your, those of you that's been in the hospital before, if you haven't, you don't know about this, but there's this board up there. And the nurses come in and they give you the date and they give you the time, they give us their names, all of these things so that we know where we are or what, what time it is or whatever it is. And I have appreciated that board when I have been in the hospital. Karen and John, they went in to see this visit their ministerial friend that was in the hospital, and they took their guitar, of course, and they played. And suddenly, Karen looked up at the board. Karen looked up at the board, and here was four affirmations. Four simple affirmations. These were the affirmations. The lady's son had written, Joy fills every cell in my body. What a truth. And her daughter had come in and written underneath it, every cell is alive with love. And the boyfriend had come in and written, I relax into the healing process. And her mother had written, I allow spirit to do what it does. And here was these four simple affirmations on the board. So that when this woman woke up, she would see them and she would know the truth. She would know the truth of who and what she is. So when you go sometimes to visit someone, maybe, maybe ask permission if they're awake. Ask permission, can you write something on that board so that they will see it, they will know it when they wake up, that they are loved and they, or they are indeed appreciated. I, I really love the line of, I relax into the healing process. I relax and I let go into this healing process. And I don't know about you, but I have, have you ever <laughs> had something <laughs> that was ahead of you that you wanted to accomplish, whether it was a concert or maybe it was a talk or maybe it was a, a, a visit or something that you were not looking forward to. And suddenly, after it was complete, it was like, oh. Yes, 
It's a relaxation. It's a letting go. And when we relax into that healing process, that's ours to do. It's about relaxing and trusting God. And when we are relaxed, the healing process does what it does. We allow it to take place in our life. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, has said this about the healing process, about the relaxation in the healing process. He says, relaxation is a letting go of tenseness in the mind and the body. Now, many people would say, let's let go of what's tense in the, the body. But Charles, the metaphysician that he is, said, no, we must let go of what's tense in our mind. We must let go of what's worrying us and bothering us. Therefore, I go to a meeting to let go of those things. It's uh, loosening the tight mental grip we have on ourselves in order that the healing Christ life may flow freely through our being. Wow. I know you Unity students. When you are going through a health challenge, I know that you understand that we are to breathe deeply and that we are to do whatever we can to be relaxed and and let spirit die what spirit does. Myrtle Fillmore, of course, the co-founder, Charles' wife, not only healed herself, but she also, when I say healed herself, the great physician did the healing, but she uses the tools that we use here in unity to assist in that healing process. She uses those tools of affirmation and forgiveness, asking those organs in her body to forgive her. For the many times that she has abused them. Can you imagine if we just stopped and just thought, Hamid asking the body to forgive us. Forgive us of the number of times we have abused it in my life. And you know, when we forgive something, we decide to do it in a different way. Forgiveness means just not the words, but forgiveness means the actions It means that we have to take different actions about our body. We just can't, well, forgive me and move on. We have to do it differently. We have to do it differently. Myrtle Fillmore, in her wonderful book, Healing Letters, she says, and she was writing, Myrtle Fillmore was writing in relation, uh, letters. She never wrote a book. She put together healing letters and and they put the compilation into books. But Myrtle was really known for writing letters to folks that had written into Silent Unity, our worldwide prayer ministry. She wrote these letters back to them. And so this is one of her letters, and let me just read some excerpts from it. She says, We will not say that the work we do here has nothing to do with healing. Wow. But we do not promise results unless we have the faith and the cooperation of those for whom we pray and to whom we give instruction. After all, it is not the physical and the mental relief that means most to the persons receiving treatment. And we are not so much concerned with the results 
as we are with the growth in consciousness that will make the results abiding. In other words, let's change our consciousness, that growth in consciousness, and then let's keep it changed. You know, she also, in the same chapter on threefold healing, maybe that's where the three came from this morning, threefold healing, three. She says that health, the health law is threefold. It's spiritual, keeping a person assured of his God-given freedom from all anxiety, worry, fear, and lack. Wow. It's spiritual. Letting go of all that stuff. Relaxing. It's mental. It's giving him the intelligence that enables him to do that which promotes health and success. Health and success, mental. And it's physical. Forming those habits that keep him making the, keep him making the right use of his faculties and powers in the life energy and substance. So it's all three. It's all three. And we work these together. We work these together for our, to assist the great physician with our healing process. And let us remember, my dear friends, that yes, we, would, we want the results of healing. The, the main thing is to change that consciousness. And whatever consciousness helped to create what we're experiencing right now has to be healed at a different level of consciousness. And so it's that process of changing that consciousness. I know that for me, uh, when I am ill, absolutely, there's things for me to do. And these were, this is what I do. This is what's important for me. This is how I, I know relaxation is important. But I also know there's other things for me to do. And this congregation, praise God. God, hallelujah. Oh, I just recently heard a joke about praise God, hallelujah. Where did that come from this morning? But wow, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> there was a minister, and he taught his horse. He was, Lord goodness, I had no intentions of telling this joke this morning. But he was training his horse. And you know, uh, for giddy up, he would do, Praise God. Praise God. And for hallelujah, it meant, whoa, let's stop. So he was on his horse, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the horse started running and running and running. And suddenly he's shouting everything. He couldn't remember what he taught the horse. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be good. Everything, just, just shouting everything. And finally, finally, he got to the point, and almost three inches from the ledge, and all of a sudden the horse, uh, he says, hallelujah, and the, sto the horse stopped. And suddenly he said, praise God, and the horse took off. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, my friends, that came. Thank you, Spirit. So um, hallelujah and praise God. There's something for us to do in our healing process. And I would be remiss if I didn't share some of the things that I do in my healing process. First of all, I have to remember that God is the master healer and that I must relax and I must trust God. I may not, may not, may not understand, yet I know without a doubt that there's a plan for my life. I may not understand it. 
And so often I will ask, why? Why is this happening to me? And Spirit says, and why not? And why not? It's not so much about why. It's about this, what I'm learning from this. This has come to me for a reason. It's come for me, my dear friends, to, to grow through this. To grow through this and be a different person on the other side. I pray and ask others that I trust to pray with me too. Notice that. I pray with those that I feel like is going to hold the truth for me. Not going to worry. Not going to poor me. What are we going to do about Reverend Pat? We don't know. And you might remember when I went through cancer a few years ago. I asked this congregation and I gave you the prayer. I gave you the prayer to pray with me. Because I wanted that prayer. And I asked at the top of that prayer, do not. Do not worry. If you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. And I have to remember that my faith doesn't always instantly deliver me, but it carries me through. I must visualize healing energy flowing through me. Mighty currents of God's healing love flow through me, and I am whole and well and free. The power of imagination is so important, and Reverend Tony's going to talk about more of that next week as we get into the importance of the imagination in the healing process. And then I must think and I must speak healing words, healing thoughts. And when I feel anger or resentful, I ask God to help me feel that anger, feel that resentment, and then release it. Because you see, feeling is an important part of it. When I feel fear, I ask God to turn it into faith. When I feel misery, I force gratitude. Proactive gratitude, as David Owen Ritz would say. Because gratitude is a causative energy. And so when I am feeling misery, I force that gratitude. When I feel deprived, I know that I am enough. When I feel shamed, I ask God to show me that I am enough. And when I think about others, I think of the love that they give me. I think about the love for myself. For I believe that love is the most healing medicine that I know of. I can use the power of the spoken word to assist in my healing. Unity is a wonderful message of he healing. I also surround myself with people that are going to do that as well. I put music on. I listen to CDs that support that healing I know that when I was making my trips to Mayo, I've shared this before, I had a CD that I listened to constantly. We gave it away to our congregation. That was so important to me to surround myself even before going to treatment with these affirmative words. That is so important for me in my life. And I cannot say enough about music. Music, my dear friends, my words may touch the intellect and hopefully from time to time touch the heart. But it will be music that touches the heart. And this is why music is so important in a ministry, because it touches our heart. It provides the healing that we need. No. Let me share what Charles says about music. Uh, let's see if I can find what Charles says about music. He says... 
You can drive away the gloom of disappointment by resolutely singing a sunshine song. <laughs> we have those here, don't we? Oh my goodness, do we have sunshine songs here. I believe that we can cultivate the power of music in connection with the understanding of truth and thus rend all the bonds of sin, sickness, and death. The world needs a new hymnal with words of truth only and music so strong and powerful that it will penetrate the very center of the soul. One of our core values here at Unity Minneapolis is our music department. It is one of the core pillars of this community. And it's one of the core pillars, not only because we love our music team, but what it does, what it does for us. Well, sometimes when we, oh, goodness gracious, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. Sometimes we want to get to the other side of our healing without going through the darkness. Oh my goodness, have you ever done that before? Have you ever wanted, have you ever wanted the light without going through the darkness? You know, from this healing and from this situation that we perceive as darkness, there is growth. A seed does not germinate on the shelf. A seed has to be put in the ground for it to germinate and have life. Wow. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Yes, we have all the faith we need when we're in those green pastures and those beautiful streams and everything is going hunky-dory. And suddenly he says, and even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Those are some dark times. Those are some dark times. And all of us, if we've lived long enough, we've had some dark times. And what we want to do sometimes is we want to rush through the darkness and get to the light. But we also have to remember that God is in the darkness. And that growth is taking place in the darkness. And the psalmist completes it by saying, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Notice where the table is. Notice it. It's on the other side of the darkness. That's where the table is. That's where the anointing is, is on the other side of the darkness. Because that, my dear friends, is also part of our growing process. Yes. Physician, heal thyself. We cooperate with spirit. We cooperate with spirit to assist in our healing process. I love you, I bless you, and I behold the living healing process of the divine flowing through you today. And for that, I am grateful. And so it is. Amen.
Hasn't it been a wonderful morning? Great music, great meditation, nice lesson, just a fabulous morning here. I hope that, that uh, you feel the energy and the love uh, this morning that we're expressing to you. This morning, if you've been spiritually fed in any way, we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. We are able to offer these services because of your beautiful gifts. So my dear friend, you can do that quite easily. You can do that from the donate button on our website, or you can do it on your cell phone, actually, your personal phone, and that is uh, give to unity at 77977. That's a text. And of course, 
you can also drop it in a mailbox and send it the old-fashioned way, and that is through the United States mail. Thank God for our post offices these days. Mm. So let us just take a moment as we just bless our gifts. We bless all of these gifts, those that are coming through the electronic mail, those who's come through the mail. And we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. So let us affirm together divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, God. Amen. So let us take a moment as we just bless these gifts, acknowledging that God is truly the source. We're grateful for the many channels that this gift expresses through. And we send this gift forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. I want to acknowledge our Unity Prayer Chaplains. Uh, they are at home. They send me notes, and they're holding this sacred space with us this morning. So my friends, if you have a prayer request, by all means, go to our website and then fill out that prayer request, or you can mail that prayer request into us, and we will hold that in prayer with you. We will hold that in prayer. I can assure you that I see that prayer list each and every week. And so I will hold that in prayer with you as well. I also want to just give thanks for our youth and our family ministry. Uh, we think of you parents quite often. We hold you in prayer as well. These are indeed challenging times for families, and we know that, and we hold that in prayer. So um, we just love our youth, and we have an outstanding program on Zoom. Uh, Cassidy Meeks, our youth and family ministry director, has something for everyone. And then I would, at 1045, that's just in about 15 minutes from now, we are doing our town hall meeting. We invite you to attend uh, that meeting and uh, just listen up to what we have going on here. There's so many things going on here to take advantage of as well. So come and find out more about our, our four-stage reopening plan as well. We'd love to have you there. Anything, guys? The Trinity and the three and all is well? All is, well. All is well. All is well. What a wonderful concert on Friday oh, evening. It was, Wasn't that nice? Was yeah. Yeah. I was in there for a few minutes. It was just great. It was great. So let us know together our peace song and our prayer for protection. Uh, no, our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. 
The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever I am, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. from a 
deeper root And dare we view it in the crevice See its treasure or bury bitter fruit Judy, and uh, we invite you now to join the ton, tom, 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 the Tone Hall Town Hall meeting <laughs> in six minutes at 10:45. Thanks to our uh, crew for all of their help assisting absolutely. us. Have yeah. a wonderful day. See you soon. <laughs>